0: Giggity-giggity. Giggity-goo.
1: Giggity, Cities across the country are cracking down on dog poop on the streets using DNA. It's CSIDC, Dog Crap Division.
2: So, what have we got? Yeah, looks like we got another serial pooper, Chief. Probably a Great Dane. Possibly a St. Bernard. Well, looks like the really hit the fan.
1: CSI Dog Crap Division.
2: Hello, ma'am. We got a report of dog poop on the sidewalk near your house, and DNA shows it's a poodle. You haven't been walking in a poodle lately, have you? I don't know what you're talking about, officer. Well, I think that's a load of crap.
3: CSI Dog Crap
1: Division.
2: Sure, it's a sh- job. Someone's got to do it.
1: Tonight on CBS, right after CSI Booker Division.
2: This is not headline
1: news. Today is National Book Lovers Day, or as they call it in Florida, Wednesday. The MTV Video Music Award nominations are out. Taylor Swift is up for Video, Song, and Artist of the Year. And Lizzo got a nomination for Worst Boss. CBS is laying off 5,000 workers. Employees say the loss of a paycheck is worth it to
0: no longer have to listen to Peter Cetera. And Jada Pinkett Smith says her hair is starting to grow out. Well, so much for that G.I. Jane sequel.
1: Keep my wife's name. We know we haven't forgotten. This is not headline news. Hoover.
3: To our problem, government is the problem. This is Charlotte County Speaks, your chance to let your voice be heard on local, state, and national issues. And now, broadcasting live from a dumpy little warehouse behind a Taco Bell, the host of Charlotte County Speaks, Ken Lovejoy.
0: News Radio 1580 and 100.9 FM. WCCF, this is Charlotte County Speaks. Good morning, I'm Ken Lovejoy. Happy hump day. It's, It's hump day. We've made it this far. We haven't been nuked yet. Yay! Uh, phone lines are open, 941-206-1580. Toll-free, 888-441-1580. Uh, if you want to email us, the address is ccspeaks at live.com. You can uh, check out all of our shows, if you miss them, at spreaker.com under WCCF. So there. Are, are you listening to win your chance to the big thing that's coming up so you can go? Do that. Uh, Coming up in the uh, uh, 10 o'clock, since uh, comedian Mike Armstrong will be back uh, because, well, he really has no place else to go. And uh, stuck in the hotel all week. He's probably rethinking why he wanted to hang here for two weeks. But anyway, he'll be here as well as we'll be talking with the uh, lovely Dana Lash in the ten ten and uh, find out uh, uh, more about Dana who's now occupying the 3 to 6 position here at News Radio 1580 phone lines are open whatever is on your mind uh, chime in 206 1580 toll free 888 441 1580 where where do we begin there's uh, uh <laughs> I just well here's a story i found over at the Free Beacon that uh well, it, it it just points out again the racism of the Democrat Party. Uh, uh, Andy Styles uh, uh, tells us that the, the Democrat Party, which claims to value
3: diversity, inclusivity,
0: and all that other BS, uh, affirmative action, all that they they keep boosting white candidates in state primaries to prevent qualified black candidates from winning the nomination. Racism? To California, uh, Representative Barbara Lee, Democrat, is trying to become the state's first fully black U.S. senator. She's running to replace the retiring, the retiring and currently decomposing, diane feinstein have you seen does she know where she is i don't think she does anyway now barbara lee's historic efforts would bring
3: diversity and equity
0: to the u.s senate should have precluded any non-diverse democrats from entering the race she's there she's been there everybody knows her alas two white candidates With deep ties to the National Democrat Party, Representatives Katie Porter and Adam Schiff decided their personal ambition was more important than combating white supremacy. Porter, a privileged white graduate of elite schools such as the Phillips Academy, Yale, and Harvard, went so far as to urge Governor Greasy Gavin Newsom to appoint a black woman to Feinstein's seat in the event that the 90-year-old lawmaker stepped down before 2024. She evidently does not believe a black woman is qualified to serve a full term. Michigan, the field of Democrats vying to succeed retiring Senator Debbie Stabenow is uh, coming up in 24. Historically diverse, two black women, a black man, actor Hill Harper, and an Arab-American businessman have announced their candidacies. Wow. Well, that didn't stop National Democrats from trying to recruit Transportation uh, Secretary Pete Buttigieg, who recently bought a house in Michigan to run for the Senate. Oh. Oh. It also didn't stop uh, uh, Representative Elissa Slotkin A white woman with ties to the CIA from entering the primary, Slotkin is the Democrat Party's consensus candidate, despite her glaring lack of diverse characteristics, Politico reported. Virginia! Abigail Spanberger, another white woman with ties to the CIA, is reportedly planning to run for governor in 2025. Axios reported in March that uh, Spanberger, quote, hasn't made up her mind about a gubernatorial bid, but noted that Richmond Mayor LeVar Stoney, a qualified black man, was all in on 2025. There's no question that Spanberger, a member of the Democrat leadership team in the House, would be heavily favored in the race thanks in large part to the support of the National Democrats and special interest groups. Now, why does it matter? Well, despite their alleged support for racial diversity and affirmative action, National Democrats have shown strong preference for privileged white candidates in contested primaries. Now, the context, during the 2020 election cycle, the Democrats spent more than
1: $50
0: million backing white candidates over qualified black candidates in key U.S. Senate primaries. Erica Smith, former state lawmaker who lost the primary for the U.S. Senate in North Carolina, accused Senate Majority Leader Chuck U. Schumer... Of racism after Schumer urged Democrat donors to support her white male opponent opponent, Cal Cunningham. Senate quote: "Senator Schumer, for whatever reason, did not want an African American running for Senate in North Carolina," said Smith. Same year. National Democrats endorsed M.J. Hager in the U.S. Senate primary in Texas. The endorsement came at the expense of black state senator Royce West, who called it a slap in the face and accused party leaders of trying to lock African-Americans out of the process. Joe Biden's approval rating among black voters declining significantly since he took office in 2021. Now, Democrats, look, they talk a big game when it comes to diversity, equity,
3: inclusivity.
0: But nevertheless, their actions suggest. They're just the bunch of racist bastards that they've always been and always will be.
1: I'm a radio personality. His diet consists of black coffee and sarcasm. We'll be
0: right back with Charlotte County speaks on News Radio 1580 WCCF.
1: Oh yes, and another big fact. "See, I told you so" a moment for the Watchdog on Wall Street. Guess what? ESG investing, where we told you it was stupid, dumb, you were going to lose money, avoid it. Well, it's dying. Yep. The uh, the overall outlook for ESG is getting worse and worse and worse. Um, Bloomberg actually did a survey of the various different people that use their terminals. And <laughs> they, they expect ESG funds to underperform the general market Next year, the year after that, a while, most of the people are saying, and these are people, these are big traders, Bloomberg terminals, it's a passing fad. You don't say, wow, how about that? Yeah, Wall Street had no problem pushing that out for a period of time because that's what they do. They, they try to sell you. They put the new investment vehicle in a shiny box.
3: up dry my hands are tied Nothing I can say If you feel the need to go I won't stand in your way Sit and think Drown and drink Sing this sad sad song you can bring me flowers, baby.
2: When I'm dead and gone.
0: Hmm. Dead and
3: gone?
0: Seems like it. News Radio 1580 100.9 FM WCCF Charlotte County speaks at 9:24 hump day Wednesday. Ray Lamontagne. Dead and gone. Late night TV, do you, do you, it, what, it's just,
3: it seems to be,
0: I've forgotten really all about it, I don't, you know, it's such a bunch of partisan suck-ups that I, I don't watch, uh, I used to, I used to record Carson all the time, and when, uh, later on, but not, not anymore. Colbert, Kimmel, the rest of it—they've fought. They've been off the air since May because of this writer's strike, which shows you that's how vapid all of them are. They can't write their own stuff. Well, they wouldn't want
2: to. Wouldn't want to be considered a scab and cross the line or anything.
0: But uh, they're and nobody cares. Nobody seems to care that they're gone. And I, I, I didn't know. Apparently, they're airing reruns. Uh, got to live in a bubble, I guess, to really uh, have a liking for these guys. But the writer's strike, uh, oh, now what, we got an actor's strike too? I didn't hear about the actor's We got an strike too. Huh. Who knew? I didn't. I knew there was a writer's strike. Had no idea there was an actor's strike. Well, I, that's kind of a cop-out, really. Don't you think? The actors can't work anyway because the writer's strike. So we're striking, too. Sure you are. Okay. Anyway, it's halted production of movies and TV shows across the entertainment industry. I mean, look, what do you got uh, besides Sound of Freedom? Besides, I said Sound of Freedom. Yeah. What do you got, Meg 2? (laughs) And even it, I, I was just looking, Meg 2 even made its money back its budget was 129 to 139 million and so far it's made 148.9 so it's made a little bit of its money back but oh wow well fox points out these even even before the strike most of the late night tv hosts were just a bleeding audience Since 2018, Colbert dropped from 3 million viewers to 2.1, and he's the top guy. Fallon went from 2.3 to 1.3 million. Kimmel collapsed from 1.5 million uh, to 1.5 million from 2 million. Seth Meyers, and if you didn't know, Seth Meyers has a late show too. Uh, He only gets about 778,000 viewers. Daily Show, hardly a blip anymore, 366,000 viewers. Over at Fox, Gutfeld, who writes his own stuff, is on the air attracting around 2 million viewers and frequently uh, topping everybody, uh, all the other networks. I like Gutfeld. I like his writing. Uh, So are people watching the reruns? Apparently not. In most recent ratings, Daily Show's under 250,000 viewers. Kimmel still sits at 1.5 million, 1.15 million for a rerun of Kimmel. Really? Those are some hard-up commies right there. Stephen Colbert, John Oliver, Seth Meyers at 1.3 million, uh, 464,000, and respectively. So these shows have become so divisive politically and so political and so unfunny that you got to be less than the 1% of Americans who live in a bubble of their elite forest where you don't even notice that they've fallen or that they're gone entirely. This is John Nolte. And they're losing more. Cable's still bleeding. People are cutting the cable and going to uh, a streaming and uh, being like me and choosing their stuff a la carte. Why pay those huge prices? I was paying almost over 200 bucks a month for cable and internet. No, you don't have to do that anymore. And trust me, that's a good thing because and one of the main reasons is I don't want any portion of my cable bill going to these three twinks. And right now it's not. 206-1580, toll-free, 888-441-1580. So uh, if you, again, want to see uh, this the destruction of the country, the total bastardization of our judicial system, uh, look no further than the January 6th Committee, who, as Trump gets subpoena power in his trial, uh, the J6 Committee destroys... All of their evidence.
3: Hmm. Hmm.
0: I mean, the J6 committee was a bunch of BS to begin with, but, you know, for J6 committee chairman Benny Douchebag Thompson to get up and basically admit that the committee destroyed all the evidence. <laughs> After being questioned by Republicans about the absence of evidence provided to the committee, the weaponization committee, former uh, chairman Benny Thompson says, quote, consistent with guidance from the office of the clerk and other authorities, the select committee did not ach- archive temporary committee records that were not elevated by the committee's actions, such as use in hearings or official publications or those that did not further this its investigative activities. Accordingly and contrary to your letter's implication, the select committee was not obligated to archive all video recordings of transcribed interviews or depositions. And based on guidance from House authorities... The select committee determined that the written transcripts provided by nonpartisan professional official reporters, which the witnesses and select committee staff had the opportunity to review for errata, were the official permanent records of transcribed interviews and depositions for purposes of uh, uh, Rule 7. Guidance from House Authorities. That means uh, House Counsel. Who's the uh, House counsel for the J6 committee? Mary, I'm a skank McCord, one of the key House J6 counselors giving advice to destroy evidence that ran against their narrative, was at the epicenter of all Trump targeting while in office. So, Trump. Comes out on truth and says, so now that I have full subpoena power because of the freedom of speech sham indictment by crooked Joe Biden, deranged Jack Smith and the DOJ, it's just been reported that the unselect January 6th committee of political hacks and thugs has illegally destroyed their records and documents. Unthinkable. And the fake political indictment against me must be immediately withdrawn. This system is rigged and corrupt, very much like the presidential election of 2020. we a nation in decline. And he comes back and says the January 6th unselect committee got rid of everything discarded, deleted, thrown out, a flagrant violation of the law. They had so much to hide, and now that I have subpoena power, they didn't want to get caught. They knew exactly what they were doing, an egregious criminal act and blatant disregard of the law. Can you imagine if Trump would have done such a thing? They're scum. I mean, they're literal just scum. There's really nothing nice you can say about any elected Democrat at this point in time. I don't know how you can. I don't know why you would. 206-1580, toll free, 888-441-1580. And then the Gateway Pundit discovers that Michigan State Police had all kinds of widespread 2020 voter fraud, and the Michigan State Police took all that evidence and turned it over to the FBI. And the corrupt Dazi, Gestapo, twinks at the FBI, did absolutely nothing with it. And hence, you've got a perverted, dementia-ridden communist, Chinese communist douche in the White House. October 8, 2020, only one month before the 2020 general election, Muskegon, Michigan City Clerk Ann Meisch noticed a black female, whose name was redacted, from the police report dropping off between 8,000 and 10,000 completed voter registration applications at the city clerk's office. Muskegon Police Department contacted and asked to investigate. On 10 21 20, First Lieutenant Mike Anderson, contacted by Tom Fabus, Chief of Investigations for Michigan Attorney General Dana Nessel's office. According to the Michigan State Police Report, Mr. Fabus asked for Michigan State Police assistance with a joint investigation of alleged voter fraud being conducted by the Muskegon Police Department and the Attorney General. An investigative task force was formed. An investigation was initiated. All kinds of evidence was then found. Then that evidence was turned over to the FBI. And the FBI promptly put it in a box and hid it away, never to be talked about ever again. 206 1580, toll free. I you know, we know it was stolen, but yet they still want to play the game, and we don't have enough Republicans. In the judiciary, enough conservative uh, or or enough fair-minded people in the judiciary and not enough Republicans who have cojones to get this taken care of. It's, It's like both sides just don't care. The Republicans talk about caring, talk about their concern, and do absolutely zero. They're cowards. Got another one here for you. <laughs> so, this whole, all this Pizzagate and the sex trafficking and the human trafficking and all Epstein's list, all that stuff, all the perverts on the left and in big business and on the right, no doubt there must be some there because they're not doing much about it, but talking as well. It's all a conspiracy theory, right? Well, do you see almost a hundred? People arrested in a global pedophile and child sex trafficking ring—over a hundred. And almost, did you hear about it at all? Anyway, because most Western media is out there saying that this whole network of pedophiles and perverts who traffic children—well, that's just some Q and on conspiracy crap. Well, no, it isn't. Quote, members use software to anonymously share files, chat on message boards, access websites within the network. Some were also accused of having produced their own child abuse material to share with members of the network, said the agency. Via AOL and NBC. Who knew? Almost 100 people in the U.S. and Australia have so far been arrested over child sexual abuse allegations after the fatal shooting of two FBI agents led to the unraveling of a suspected international pedophile ring. The Australian Federal Police said that 19 men had been arrested on charges of sharing child abuse material online, while at least 13 children were rescued from further harm as a result of a joint operation with the FBI dubbed Operation Bacchus. The development brought the total number of people arrested as part of the joint probe up to 98, with at least 79 arrests so far carried out by the FBI, according to the Australian agency. The joint investigation began after two FBI agents investigating the alleged pedophile ring were fatally shot in 2021 while executing a search warrant in Sunrise, Florida, for a man suspected of being in possession of child abuse material, the agency uh, noted in a news release. Special agents Daniel Alphen and Laura Schwarzenberger were fatally shot, three other agents wounded, while the gunman David Lee Huber, 55, was also killed. The Australian agency said the coordinated probe was formally launched in 2022 after the FBI provided the Australian Centre to counter child exploitation with intelligence about Australian individuals suspected of being part of a peer-to-peer network allegedly sharing child abuse material on the dark web. It does exist. They are out there. There's almost a hundred here, and you damn sure know that there's a hell of a lot
3: more. Are you even listening to me? I hate guys that just push buttons all day. They
2: have no chemistry at all.
3: This cycle of jerks has to end.
2: You seriously should run with this. Is this saying anything? Let's go ahead and tear a station. Let's go to the bit they haven't picked. I don't understand a word you just said. We'll
0: be right back with Charlotte County Speaks on News Radio 1580
2: WCCF. I bought a book from somebody. Check this out. They had dog ear to bookmark their place on page two. Yeah, let that sink in. That I mean, somebody got one page in and was like, I have done enough book learning for today. I'm exhausted. Let me put this thing down. Wait, before I do, I might not remember where I left off. I'm gonna mark the backside of page one, AKA page two. God forbid I have to read page one all over again. I think relationships are a lot like books too. You ever get halfway into a book, you're like, man, it was so fun and interesting at first, but now it's getting really lame and boring to read. Put this much effort in, maybe I should finish it. Could have a happy ending. Then again, there's a couple other books out there I'm very interested in reading. My buddy read one that he highly recommends. uh... (laughs) So complicated. Maybe I should just give up reading altogether and pay someone to read to me. That might...
1: (laughs) Much too much News
0: Radio 1580 100.9 FM WCCF 943 here on a hump day Wednesday Huh? Moreland and Arbuckle I don't believe they're together anymore They got to the MC for them up at Sarasota Blues Fest several years ago Great time Uh, Phone lines open, 941-206-1580, toll free, 888-441-1580. Before we go any further, (laughs) I got this sent to me this morning, and I just, sometimes some of this stuff, have you ever heard the the dude on, well, he's on YouTube, all the social media is there, I ruined it? Well, he took Hank Williams. And uh, took a Hank Williams sounding voice and a Hank Williams sounding band, and uh, had Hank Williams sing straight out of Compton.
3: Straight out of Compton, crazy mother f- named Ice Cube from the gang called Fellers with Attitudes. When I'm called off, I gotta sold off. Squeeze the trigger and bodies are hold off. You too, boy, if you f- with me. The police are gonna have to come and get me off. a toe tapper. Fear. That's how I'm going out for the pump mother. <laughs> going out when I'm in your neighborhood, you better duck, Cause Ice Cube is crazy. As I leave, believe I'm something. I'm coming straight at a call. I'll AK-47 is the tool. Don't make me act like a motherfucker. Fool, yo, weekly, monthly, yearly, and tell them, dumb mother, see clearly. Laying out of Nashville, singing them crazy little rap songs. But my voice just don't quite be I'm so lonesome that I could cry. And nothing good will come from this AA.
0: Hank Williams, singing out of Compton, ladies and gentlemen. You're welcome. 206-1580, toll free, 888-441-1580. You know, polls like this are, uh, well, they can change daily. And and when you and the sample sizes here, uh, you know, but for the most part, I I tend to agree with this poll. A poll of 854 American beer drinkers has found that uh, most people prefer the lagers. Pale ales are the second most popular beer. Now this isn't brands; these are styles of beer, and technically it includes uh, all the craft stuff that we encounter. As I've told you, mine, uh, my favorite is is the Fat Point Brewery's Big Boca. <laughs> Love the Big Boca, uh, but uh, pilsners are in third place, followed by the wheat beers, the Hefefeasons. Uh, brown ales are fourth, and then stouts are uh, fifth. IPAs, which, you know, every... Oh, you like an IPA? Oh,
1: dude, you try this IPA, it's like 10%, man. It's totally right.
0: IPAs are in seventh place. IPAs are only more popular than porters. I'll locate... I am not a huge... I. It depends on the IPA. Hazy seems to be pretty popular. I had one when I was back in Spokane. Not bad, but uh, I don't know. You, you hear all about the IPA. Everybody, all the guys, talk about the IPA, but uh, apparently not everybody drinks them. They just talk. About, kind of, kind of, kind of like Republicans talking about actually doing something in Congress. They talk about it, but they don't really do it. People talk about IPAs, but apparently don't really drink them. 206-1580, toll-free, 888-441-1580. <sighs> polls? You want polls? Okay, we'll give you a poll here. Did you see the uh, uh, the uh, Trump rally, Windham, up in New Hampshire? <laughs> Crowd was huge. It was huge. Uh, what uh, came out of that poll, Q6 ballot here, this is the latest New Hampshire poll. Okay? Latest New Hampshire poll. So for the upcoming New Hampshire primary, it looks like this right now. Uh, Donald Trump in the lead with 43%. (laughs) Tiny D in second place with 9%. Tiny, now, mind you, this is New Hampshire. Okay, they're a little off up there. Live free or die. eh, It's on their plate, but they don't really apparently live by it. It's (laughs) tied for second place with Tiny D is White Lizzo. White Lizzo tied with Tiny D for second place at nine percent. Nikki Haley. At seven percent, Timmy Scott at five percent, uh, also at five percent, Vivek uh, Ramaswamy, Doug Burgum uh, at four uh, percent, and then the uh, the that, that idiot former VP at three percent. Somebody else is at three percent too, and undecided is at thirteen percent. So undecided is uh, really in second place in New Hampshire wow so you got Trump undecided then you got Tiny D and White Lizzo that's kind of like that's almost fourth place when do you pack it in and come home and start doing your freaking job as governor when do you do that huh when do you do that Ronnie toll-free, 888-441-1580. You got money to piss away? You don't, but a lot of people think they do. So, mm. Uh, before we go any further, let me clarify, put the caveat out here. You can't eat these shoes, okay? You can't eat them. The makers of Jet Puffed Marshmallows are now selling shoes that are supposed to look like s'mores. They're puffy slip-ons, and they're not shaped like a s'more. They're just sort of going for the essence of a s'more. They basically look like a slightly toasted marshmallow, and the tops are a color of graham crackers. And they partnered with the shoe company Kizik, Never heard of them. So they're the ones selling them. Kizik is selling jet-puffed s'mores shoes on the Kizik's website, and they're listed as toasted marshmallow Mars roamers. Limited-time thing until they sell out $119. Ah! (laughs) And they look as stupid as they sound. And people will buy them. 206-1580, toll free, 888-441-1580. <laughs> well, yeah, well, you got to get that with, with the $400 uh, shredded jeans. And, uh, uh, oh, also the uh, Gucci tennis shoes that are pre-dirtied for you for, uh, I think they're like $300. pre dirtied Yes, they dirty them up for you, so it looks like you've had these very expensive Gucci shoes for a long time. But you haven't. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I know. We're, we're, we are circling the drain as a, uh, as a world. Uh, historically, what happened here? Well, the Columbia, the ship Columbia returned to Boston Harbor after a three-year voyage, becoming the first ship to carry the American flag around the world on this date in 1790. (mumbles) (laughs) Speaking of boring books that you didn't read in high school, in 1854, Henry David Thoreau published Walden, which described his experiences while living near Walden Pond in Massachusetts. A little dreary. Not so fun in high school. Yeah, better, better later. <laughs> I appreciated it a little bit later in life when I reread it, because I well, when I actually read it, because I don't, I don't think I think I cliff noted the crap in high school. Uh, on 1902, on this date, Edward the was crowned King of England following the death of his mother, Queen Victoria. Jesse Owens shoved it in Hitler's face. On this date in 1936, he led the U.S. 400-meter relay team to the gold at the Berlin Olympics, becoming the first person to win four gold medals. And I think what impresses me was the timing between events. <laughs> I mean, he just, it, it pretty much just went one to the other to the other and just uh, kicked butt in, in every event. Amazing dude. Got to love it. 206-1580, toll-free, 888-441-1580. It was 79 years ago on this date 1944 when the Forest Service and Wartime Advertising Council unleashed their hairy New Fire Prevention spokes thing, Smokey the Bear. Smokey the Bear's birthday today. Uh, a few years later, country singer Eddie Arnold did a song about him, Smokey the Bear, in 1952. It was on this date 78 years ago in 1945 first couple of days before that a you know, week before that we we're firebombing all over Japan said so you won't give up they said no so we dumped an atomic bomb on Hiroshima and said you won't give up now and they said no and so we said, okay, then. We dumped another bomb over Nagasaki, killed about 74,000 people. We said, you you won't give up now? Okay. So uh, there you go. That happened. That's the way it goes. That's how war, that's, it, it took care of the war, ended the war, proper way to end the war. Kept the fighting from going on forever. And at the time, I love Japan. Spent some time there. Loved Asia. But at the time, I'm not a historical relativist, so at the time it was the right thing to do, particularly after the rape of Nan King and the Bataan Death March. So, hey, they had it coming. War's over, and now we're all friends. Yeah. See how it works out? Uh, it on this date in 1965, the Beatles movie Help was released in the U.S. It had been released uh, about a week and a half earlier for the Brits, uh, Tricky Dick Nixon became the first president to resign from office on this date in
3: 1974.
0: And Vice President Gerald Ford tripped and was sworn in. So, he fell down a lot. Uh, 1988, President Reagan nominated Loro Cavazos as Secretary of Education, uh, the first Latino to serve on the Cabinet. 32 years ago on this date, 1991, Rick James, bitch, pled innocent to charges that he imprisoned, tortured, sexually assaulted a woman in his California home, including burning her with his crack pipe. He was convicted anyway, served two years of a five-year prison sentence because he's Rick James, bitch. Okay, all right. Uh... Ooh, we lost Jerry Garcia on this date in 1995. Died of a heart attack while undergoing drug rehab in San Francisco. He was only 53. 1996, 27 years ago. This is a movie that you need to re-watch if you haven't watched it already. Escape from New York. And the release of the sequel Escape from L.A. It wasn't as good. But it did have Peter Fonda, Pam Greer, and Bruce Campbell in it, so it, it wasn't all that bad. But those two movies, awesome, awesome films. Hi, caller, you're on the air.
2: Hey, uh, let me in. Okay. <laughs> it's Mike. Hey, Mike. Oh, oh,
0: let you in. What, can't you just ring the bell at the front desk?
3: Uh, she just keeps walking
0: by me. She well, just ring the bell. No, ring, ring the bell, and they'll let you in. Just, you got to ring the bell first. They won't help you. Yeah, there you go. Ring the bell.
3: Hey,
2: another angel got its wings, There you go. We'll see you in a minute. Okay.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Mike Armstrong is in the lobby, and he'll be in here in a minute. Hmm? Uh, What else we have? Bridgestone Firestone on this date in 2000 announced it was recalling six and a half million tires that had been implicated in hundreds of accidents and at least 46 deaths. Was that on the Exploders? The Ford Exploders? And it wasn't really a design problem with the Ford Exploder? It wasn't really the tire problem. It was a center of gravity problem. (laughs) Oh, well. Anyway. uh, Oh, 13 years ago. JetBlue flight attendant, Steve Slater. Remember this one? Dramatically quit the airline, JetBlue, by sliding, by deploying and sliding down the plane's emergency chute at JFK. I, If I'm not mistaken, he got arrested for that as well. You didn't have to look in and ask if he could come in. He already called.
3: <laughs> that guy goes... Uh...
0: What do he... What did he say? He said... Uh...
2: Wait a minute. He's on the air.
0: Just wait a minute. That's cool. Well, at least he said wait a minute. Yeah. Instead of, like, bug-eyeing it in, the, in the, through the window. Who's in there? Fake news radio update on the way. Uh, coming up after the news, we'll be talking uh, for a couple of minutes because she's very busy. Dana Lash.